0: Welcome to the New Work Revolution podcast on NewWorkRevolution.com. Take your business leadership to the next level and join the revolution. Here's your host, Brandon Allen. All right, this is the New Work Revolution podcast here on NewWorkRevolution.com. And this is your host, Brandon Allen. I am back. I am here and I apologize for the delay. Man, it has been a crazy two to three months. And I want to talk today about just a, this is a podcast that has been on my heart for some time. I've had some recent things happen that have kind of made this topic today even more uh, powerful, I feel like, for me personally. And it starts with really just thought leaders and, and personal development. I mean, when you work in a coaching space or consulting Or you do anything like that. And if you own a business, I mean, one of the cool things about hanging out with business owners is that business owners, you guys always are looking for improvement and always doing self-development. And you know, there's so many good things about self-development and personal improvement that I like. I'm a big fan of growth. Being uncomfortable is one of our core values of our company. But sometimes personal development makes me sick. It makes me want to throw up. And the topic of success is one of those areas where, man, sometimes it just makes me ill to watch what people are putting out there on social media and different things that make success sound different than what it really is. And, you know, the interesting thing about personal development, and you get thought leaders in the space, and you get a lot of thought leaders who, you know, they start to believe their own press and they start to, Uh they they spend too much time, I think, maybe thinking about what they're doing and what they've accomplished. And when it comes to success, you know, the, the the person that they're really willing to give the glory to in these situations is typically themselves. And there's an overarching theme that, you know, when you put forth the effort that success follows, like if you just work, if you just put forth effort, if you just try. You're going to be successful. And if you're not successful, it's because you're not trying. And, you know, unfortunately, I don't know that that's really true, but that is something that is espoused, that is talked about again and again and again that look at me, and this happened because I did this. I was successful because of me. I did this. I owe it all to the person that is just so great, and that's myself. And the reality is, is this you can win with a bad strategy. You can be successful, you know, you can, uh, you can have things happen that make you look good that's a bad strategy. Enron is a great example of this. Enron looked good, they were winning, but the strategy was bad and eventually uh, that went by the wayside. Now, I'm not trying to suggest that personal development people and thought leaders are dishonest and that's why they're successful. That is not what I'm saying at all. But you can win with a bad strategy. And the reality is, is this, you can lose with a good one. You can have a good strategy, you can have a game plan, you can even execute that game plan well, and you can still lose. And so there's, there's got to be this uh, this space for fate and good fortune. And And let's be honest, some of our success in life is due to fate or good fortune, things that just happen for us at the right time in the right moment. And I'm a big believer in creating your own luck, right? Putting yourself in a position to be successful. I think that's important. Preparation is important, so I'm not discounting that. But we have to acknowledge that along the way, all of us have had fate and good fortune that has worked in our favor. And another thing I want to talk about today is that you know, when I hear in self-development that you get what you ask for or you get what you deserve, and I think we've all heard this, and look, if you've seen The Secret or if you're a believer in the law of attraction, I, not, I don't necessarily talk about that or espouse that principle, but I know some people who do, and that's fine, uh, then you think that, hey, um, I get what I ask for, right? And if I just put the intention out there, then uh, good things will happen for me. And again, this is not always the case either. Um, Sometimes I am lucky enough to not get what I deserve. And I'll talk about that here in a second. But I want to talk about a couple of powerful principles today. And those principles are gratitude and grace. And the one thing that the personal development world could use a lot more of is gratitude. And listen. The problem is, is the gratitude we hear about today is it's fake gratitude. It's like, oh man, I'm so grateful that I was able to buy this Lamborghini. Oh man, just feeling so blessed. Hashtag gratitude, hashtag blessed. Anyone can be grateful for getting a Lamborghini. A- a- anyone can. It's not hard. You have, you close a, a, a multi million dollar deal. It's easy to be grateful for that. That's not hard. That's not real gratitude either in a lot of circumstances. I'm talking about the kind of gratitude that makes you grateful for any and all circumstances in your life. Because when you can do that, that's true power. And this is really hard. I mean, I, I had a conversation with a client and look, this, this happened to me a couple of weeks ago and I was just blown away by what this person did, how they showed up, what the realizations were that they made, and fast forward two or three weeks previous to a couple of weeks ago, and this person got on the phone with me, they were super negative about their circumstances, what they were doing, I'm not happy about this, and look, if you come to me in a coaching situation and you say to me, Brandon, I hate my business, now let's do some business coaching, I'm going to pump the brakes and I'm going to say, okay, we can try this, but it's really hard for me to try to, to get you to engage more or do better in something that you hate doing. Who wants to do that? You know, it's like me putting a plate of Brussels sprouts in front of you and you hate Brussels sprouts and I'm sitting there trying to force feed those into your mouth can't, and not figuring out why you won't enthusiastically eat these Brussels sprouts. Now, if you're a Brussels sprouts fan, no disrespect, okay? But that you get the idea. So I I challenge the leader, I say, listen, if we're going to do this, if we're going to make it work, you need to find the good in what you do, and I want you to take a couple of weeks and think about that, and we're going to come back and we're going to talk about it. Because if you can't find the good in what you do, if you can't find the things that you are excited about, this relationship has no future. And I want to be honest with someone right up front, when I recognize that something that we're doing or setting up is just not going to work. Now, I was blown away a couple of weeks ago because this woman came back to me and she said, you know what, Brandon, I thought about this and I realize I have a lot to be grateful for. We're one of the top rated franchises in the country for what we do. We get to impact people's lives for the positive, not only our customers, but also the people who get to work here. We provide a service for them. And she went on to tell me about some of the things that they do for their employees and the service that they give in doing that, and that that has provided her a great living for a long time in spite of what's going on right now, uh, our difficult circumstances in other areas of her life. And I've never had someone embrace this exercise to that level and have such a stark 180-degree shift in their thinking just by going back and thinking about, What is it that I really love? And if we can't get there, it's easy to get rooted into scarcity and to fear and to doubt and to worry. And when we think about success, I mean, there's just a lot to be grateful for in a lot of areas with our success, but humility has to be a part of that process. Because, you know, I was talking to my sister in law not too long ago, and we were talking about business success. She, uh, has a, a boxing gym that uh, for all intents and purposes is successful, although I think sometimes maybe she feels like it's not as successful as she wants it to be. And you know, we talked about success and how we did it and everything. and I, and I, I had to be candid and honest and say that honestly, my business could have failed just as easily as it succeeded. And the fact that it succeeded, I owe to just the right amount of opportunities that broke my way in such a way that it was it allowed me to sustain through the tough periods and come out on the other side with a business that is doing well and is growing and is productive but i recognize that i could have just as easily failed in that process as well i'm not sure that that's the kind of inspiration that she was looking for but The reality is is that 9 out of 10 businesses don't make it to 10 years. My business turns 10 in 6 months. And i got to be honest with you, I'm super grateful for it because I know I could have just as easily been one of the 9 out of the 10. And I know some of you might be thinking, what kind of motivational speaker, coach person talks like this? This is crazy talk. But I'm telling you right now that For my whole entire life and my whole career, what I wanted to do was be honest with people about not only my own struggles, my own success, but also about what the world really looks like and what it is. And let's keep things in the proper perspective. And I think about a quote from John Wooden. John said, uh, you know, he's one of my favorite just leaders of all time, UCLA Bruins basketball coach, just a, Everything I read about this guy just makes me think that having never met him that he was a phenomenal human being. But John Go- John Wooden had a quote and he said, "Talent is God-given. Be humble. Fame is man-given. Be grateful. Conceit is self-given. Be careful." And when it comes to our own success, where can we find the gratitude in this because if we're not careful, we start to become entitled, we start to create expectations We start to set the stage for potentially something to happen that maybe we're not prepared for. And I'll tell you what, when it comes to success, I'll tell you one thing that I'm grateful for more than anything else uh, in this world is people. Without people, none of this happens. And I'm going to take some time right now and I want to acknowledge and recognize not every single person that I could be grateful for. But for some people that I am grateful for, and I'll tell you this, I mean, I have a lot of college friends, some friends that I got to see recently, and I'm really grateful for the people that I met in college, the people that I know, and there's so many uh, that I don't know that I could do it justice by naming every single person that I'm grateful for in that realm. But I'll tell you this, I'm grateful for my wife. Without having a spouse behind you, this doesn't work. It doesn't work. I can't be successful. And I'm honored by the fact that she took a step back in her life in some areas so that I could take a step forward. And she was patient with that process. And I think about just people and, you know, not too long ago, I had a good friend of mine take his own life. And one of the interesting things about death is watching how people deal with that, but also what people say about the person that uh, passed and the legacy that this person left. And I'll tell you what, my friend Sean left a legacy of help, of support, of friendship, of adventure. I mean, there was a lot of just powerful things that he left behind and people acknowledge that. And I think that's great. And as I acknowledge the power of my own wife and the support and the love that she had given me in this process, I also know that, you know what, behind my friend and his ability to be all these great things to other people was also a great spouse behind him. And his wife, Reagan, was a tremendous supporter of Sean the entire time that I knew him. And I'm really grateful that Sean had that support in his life on a day-to-day basis. And we lose sight of these things, I think, behind someone's success is other people behind them that are unsung heroes in someone's success. I think about a good friend of mine, Garrett Gunderson. Quite frankly, I don't know that I'm gonna be here without knowing my friend Garrett. Um, I'll be honest with you. A lot of us wanna talk about being self-made people and that you know I got here because of me and I did this. And and quite frankly, I'm not gonna tell you I'm one of those people. Uh, I know that I got here by standing on the shoulders of giants and Garrett is a giant and I was lucky enough and fortunate enough to stand on the shoulders of what he has done. And that was a launching pad for my own career. And I'm really grateful for that. I really am. And there's a lot of people that I've worked with over the years, coaches, people like that, that I'm super grateful for. And I'll tell you what, uh, there's clients that I'm grateful for. There's clients that put their trust in me with their money, sometimes their relationships with their spouse to engage in coaching and see what was out there, what was possible for them. And I'll tell you what, I think about a guy like Jason West, Dr. Jason West from the West Clinic in Pocatello, Idaho. Um, If you haven't been there, it's a vacation destination. Please check it out. Um, The tourism there is rampant, but you know what? They can handle a few more people. But Dr. West, I mean, look, his wife was super skeptical about doing any sort of coaching and he did it anyway. And I had to look his wife in the eye and tell her it was going to be okay. And I'm not going to lie. A small part of me was a little fearful in this of like, oh my gosh, this better work out or else I don't know what's going to happen in this relationship. That is very humbling and honoring to have someone put that kind of faith in you to do that. And Jason has been a gracious supporter and been very gracious in his words and his edification of the value that he's gotten. And I'm telling you what, I am so grateful for that because there are times where I got something edifying from him in a day where I just needed some edification. And, you know, I think about another guy, uh, a couple of guys, uh, Dr. Roger Kiva, Dr. Dean Potapinski in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. And man, I think about, you know, Roger in particular, you know, he sponsored an event for me. You know, he believed in me so much that he paid for an event to fill his business owner friends up uh, with uh, the knowledge and expertise that I had in an event. And in that event, I was just blown away by how professional and well put together it was and just the belief that he had in me. I was and I'm still grateful to this day for that kind of support. And I think about guys that I've coached with for a long time, Jim Bentz, Jamie Oshadar, I mean, you name it, Jeremiah and Carrie Jorgensen. I mean, there's so many people that I can name and I'm, I'm already risking pissing people off by not naming them. But if I've coached with you for a long period of time, if I've coached with you ever, I'm grateful for that relationship, at least for most of you. There's a few of you I'm not necessarily grateful for, and I'm just being honest uh, in that process. But I'm grateful for the majority of people that have come across my path and the just the gratitude and and the willingness to give that people have uh, shown in that regard. And I think it's important, one of the lessons that I want to leave here is just in finding gratitude in the shit. because sometimes life is shitty. And things happen that we don't want to have happen and that are not ideal for us. And how do we find gratitude in that? And I'm really struggling with that right now. My friend, dying is something that's hard to be grateful for. But what I find in the moment is the gratitude of knowing that I had the pleasure of being in a 20-year relationship with this person and how grateful I am to God that I was absolutely that I was able to have that relationship even if it wasn't for as long a period of time as I would have liked it to be. And I got to be honest with you, sometimes I struggle with that. Sometimes it's hard to say. But in reality, it's the truth. And I'm not saying that we should uh, not be sad. I'm not saying that we shouldn't recognize when we're struggling that it's not okay to be down because all of those things are okay. But at the same time, how do I flip the script on these issues and decide? Hey, you know, this is what I'm grateful for in this situation. And I think about my own upbringing. You know, I I think about uh, my dad and and never having met my dad and never having a relationship with my biological father. That is that has been a tough pill for me to swallow over the years. That's been something that I've had to really process and work through after years of saying that it didn't matter. And then realizing as an adult when I started to have my own kids that, you know what, shit, it matters. And I, and I tried to lie to myself and say that it didn't, but it does. But I'll tell you what, in the hurt, I recognized the gratitude that I have and the fact that when you don't have a dad, you can acknowledge the fact of how important that missing that is. Now, not everyone actually makes that connection and connects those dots, so I get that. But when I look at my own four beautiful daughters, I'm so grateful for the opportunity to be their dad because some people don't get that opportunity and I'm really grateful that I do and not having a dad makes me recognize how important it is to be a central figure in their lives and to create influence at every possible turn and to be a mentor and a guide to them for as long as they want me to be a mentor and a guide to them in their lives and uh I'm not saying that if you have a dad growing up that you can't appreciate that, but man, I sure appreciated it and I think at a level that other people don't appreciate it because they don't understand what that feels like and honestly, as much as it sucks uh to grow up with a a fatherless a biological fatherless relationship uh I recognize the gratitude of the appreciation that it gives me now to have my own family and what that looks like. So how do you find the gratitude in the tough circumstances? Knowing that it's okay to be sad, disappointed, disillusioned, those things are all fine. But how do you do that? Because if we're not careful, what happens is we become jaded by the things that are around us and we take good things sometimes and we make them bad things. You know, we can take our kids that are a good thing and we can make it a bad thing. We can take clients that are a good thing and we can make them a bad thing. We can take our spouse that's a good thing and we can make it a bad thing if we have the wrong thought process about who they are and what they represent in our lives. And scarcity, when we get into that level of scarcity, we turn good things into bad things. That's just what we do. And when I I, I come back to the whole thing about you get what you deserve or you get what you ask for. And I gotta be honest with you, in the area of grace, I'm overwhelmed by that. Not only by the grace that was afforded to me by my creator, but also the grace that other people have shown me over the years. Because there's people who, I'll tell you what, there's years in business where I struggled and years in my career when I struggled, when people donated things to me anonymously, gave me money anonymously, and took kindness upon me, when quite frankly, I'm not sure that I deserved it, but their overwhelming gratitude carried me forward. And someone could have easily looked at me and said, you irresponsible piece of garbage, quit trying to start your own business, get your shit together, And go get a job and support your family. Someone could have said that to me. And I don't even know that they would have been wrong, perhaps, for saying it. Except for it's my life, so stay out of it. But that is the attitude that I could have gotten from other people. And you know what? There's probably people who thought it and didn't say it. And I'm glad you didn't. But I'm really thankful for the people who leaned in in those circumstances and supported me when... Maybe I didn't deserve it, and I'll tell you what, uh, Sean and Reagan, uh, you know my friend who who died and his wife, though they were people who showed me kindness when I don't even know that I was worthy or deserving of it. And man, am I super grateful for other people's grace in situations where I'm not at my best, performing at my best, achieving at my best, where they have come and put their arm around me and said, "I've got you." That's powerful. We can all be people who root for the front runners. We can always do that. We can always take someone's bad behavior or bad outcome and we can place judgment and attach judgment to it and shake our heads and say, man, that person just needs to get their act together. What's their deal? You know, if they just pull it together, they'd be okay, but man, they're just so irresponsible. And you know, it's easy to do that. It's easy to look at someone's success and say, oh my gosh, look at what they did. Of course, they're successful. It's easy to look at someone's failure and think we know why they failed or why they're in the position that they're in. But I'm going to tell you this is just kind of an overarching theme here in that the important thing that I've had to learn in humility, and I've had a lot of humbling experiences that have that have made me humble when I wasn't always so humble, is just recognizing that my success is temporary. It's temporary. It's a state that I'm in now. It may not be a state that lasts forever. And if you've been a business owner for any period of time, you recognize the peaks and the valleys of life. And sometimes it's really hard for me to coach people who have never experienced those peaks and valleys. They've only experienced a peak because they don't know what's on the other side of that. They don't have the richness of the experience of understanding both sides and being able to uh, really be grateful for what they have because for them, success is inevitable. And I get it. I used to be one of those people. I thought, man, everything I touched was gold. My success was inevitable until it wasn't. And then I had to recognize, man, am I valuable for who I am or am I valuable for who what I do? And how can I just be grateful for what I have in this moment and be grateful for the person that I am and the person that God has made me in this moment? And sometimes that's been really challenging to do, but it's very rewarding on the other side of that. And that humility, that process of of just recognizing the success and everything that comes along with it and understanding that uh, we're all in a temporary state here uh, is a very humbling thing but it's something that makes me grateful for what I have today knowing that hey tomorrow's not even guaranteed so think about things that you're grateful for and one thing that I'm going to tell you is that if you're grateful for some things write it down if you don't tell yourself what you're grateful for no one else is going to do it and even if they do it's probably going to come across as condescending right no one wants to be told by someone else well you should be grateful for that Right. I remember having small children and, you know, it's like you don't sleep and it's like you're changing diapers and, you know, you're up all night and you're delirious. And then someone says, well, you should be grateful for that because, you know, in 18 years they're out of the house and then they're in college. And in the moment you're like, well, screw you. That sounds wonderful right now. So we've got to tell ourselves, right, the things that we're grateful for and and focus on those things. And it's not to say that we can't focus on things that we're struggling with and things that are hard, because I don't want I, I don't I don't believe in living a disingenuous life where we put our head in the sand and we say everything is awesome all the time, because sometimes things aren't awesome, sometimes seasons of your life don't go the way that you want them to, and that's life, that's life, but finding the beacon in the fog. Finding the light at the end of the tunnel sometimes just comes from looking at what can I be grateful for right now? What can I hold on to in a moment of despair, a moment of challenge? And you know, writing those down is a great exercise to recognize that sometimes we have more than we think we do. Sometimes things are better than we think that they are. So my challenge for you guys this week is to think about what are you grateful for? I want to thank everyone for listening this week. I apologize for my long absence. I promise not to make my next absence as long. But hey, if you like the show, rate it on iTunes. I would appreciate it. If you think this would be helpful for someone else, please share it with them as well. Again, I'm grateful for you, the listener, and everyone who supported this podcast over the years because there's been many of you who've done that. And I'm grateful for you as well. Have a great week filled with gratitude, filled with grace. Filled with love. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for listening to the New Work Revolution podcast on newworkrevolution.com. Until next time, take your business leadership to the next level and join the revolution.